Steph and Kate from Cocktails with a Blonde and Brunette. We hope you're all doing fabulous with the rush coming up to Christmas or Hanukkah, whatever you might be celebrating over the holidays. Maybe you're not celebrating at all and you're one of the lucky ones who doesn't have the hustle and bustle of the shopping and the planning, especially during quarantine. So today me and Kate want to kind of talk about holiday stress. Mm -hmm. I think it's a big deal, especially this year with COVID and not knowing whether you should see your family, whether you can see your family, whether you're going to be alone on Christmas. And so we thought we would go through and give you some tips and tricks about how to deal with all the stresses that are coming up and things that you should be focusing on to help you not go into overwhelm and just really be okay through December. Yeah, because I don't know about the rest of you, but Christmas is what I celebrate. And for me, it's normally like a fucking, it's a nightmare. Come like December 23rd, everybody wants plans. I got to go between both families because my parents are separated. Mm -hmm. Super fortunate that for the past few years, I haven't really had to deal with um, my partner's family as well because they kind of celebrate. We might see them on Boxing Day which is honestly, I don't know how we would juggle four families with everyone being separated. So for me, Christmas, sometimes it's a fucking nightmare. Um, So I don't know about the rest of you, but we're going to talk about the stressful parts of it for those of you who have it. And if you're one of those people who just gets to stay home and everyone comes to you, well, kudos to you for winning the battle. (laughs) Although I think that's stressful too, like having to host everything. I don't think I'd like that part either. I don't know. I kind of love hosting. I love hosting. Just get like tons of food, throw it out on the counter, pop a roast in or something. Hope it turns out all right. If it doesn't, people (laughs) hopefully are full from the appetizers. (laughs) But I think this year is going to be really different for everybody. And how that even looks people don't know yet so I'm sure that the insecurity of not like not knowing like where am I going what am I doing who am I celebrating with you know and we're at the ninth today when you guys hear it, it'll be later in the month and you probably still won't know what you're going to be doing because everything's changing day by day and I think even that just that uncertainty is hard I'm yeah sure I know that. a lot of you like your countries are locked down a lot of states are locked down like they're telling people no Christmas yeah And in a lot of like the other groups that I'm in on Facebook, there's a lot of people, especially in the United States, they've been like told like, no, like no family gatherings whatsoever. So like, imagine if you live like alone. Right, exactly. So what's going to happen if you are alone? What are some ways that you can cope? I mean, we've got Zoom calls, which is great. You know, you can set up your table and have your Zoom dinner with all your friends and family, but it's not the same. So what are some ways that maybe you can turn Christmas or holidays, whatever you're celebrating this year into your own kind of magical event? Like what are some things that you love to do? Maybe you like having baths or like you like to, I don't know, just making something really that's just uniquely for you. What is your ultimate way to spend your day that feels really luxurious and kind of like, like a guilty pleasure? How would you spend Christmas Day if you were going to be alone? If I was going to be alone? Well, (laughs) I would probably sleep in because I don't get to do that often. And I would 
definitely have like a bath with candles and some essential oils and whatever. I build in like a really killer, not even build in. I would just like devote my entire day to pleasure. So like, I don't know, have a bunch of self-pleasure sessions throughout the day. Ho, ho, ho. Right. Like a long hot shower. I have a hot tub too, so I probably spend time in the hot tub. Clearly, I really love water. Clearly. <laughs> I'd probably like eat dinner in bed because my husband would fucking kill me if I ate dinner in bed. There's no food allowed in bed. So I would eat dinner in bed just to be naughty because it's so like, listen to me get excited like a little kid. What would you do for your day? Honestly, I would probably not sleep in because I'm not someone who sleeps very well, but I would probably wake up early, have some coffee with Bailey's by the fire, mm-hmm. watch a Christmas movie, definitely a Hallmark Christmas movie. Because yeah. I love the fact that like I cry and then I'm happy and then I cry and then I'm happy. Like they always end well. I'd probably get into the mimosas before 11 because who doesn't love mimosas? Oh yeah. But a good tip for mimosas is just add juice to the first one. <laughs> After <laughs> that, you've got enough vitamin C. Um, I probably have like some pancakes with cinnamon, and some syrup because I love that. And I always have fruit with like my yogurt dip on Christmas morning. I just, I've done it since I was little. So even if I only eat like three pieces of fruit, I buy the whole tray. And I'd probably just nap and watch Christmas movies all day. I would definitely get a bath in, but with a bubble, like a bath bomb. Like mm-hmm. uh, yeah. there's some companies that you can probably find one local in your area. Everyone makes bath bombs now, but you get like little sand claws, yeah. like a little stocking, um, put on some like Christmas tunes, jam yeah. out with the bubbles. And then honestly, like I probably wouldn't make it to dinner because of the mimosas. So my day would probably really consist of like sleep mimosas and Christmas movies. That would kind of be my like ideal jam. I would also add in, like the champagne and mimosas. I skip the mimosa. I go straight for champagne. And you went straight for self-pleasure. <laughs> I go straight for self-pleasure. And, but I would have the champagne too, for yeah. sure. And Christmas movies. Like I'd be lying around in bed watching like happy. I love exactly what you said. The happy or the sad. And then you're so happy. You know, they're so cheesy and exactly how you're going to end. But it's just so comforting. Every once in a while though, you get one where like the ending switches and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't see that coming. But it's like one out of every like 2025. Yeah. My personal favorite this year was Cranberry Lane. I quite enjoyed that one. It's a new one. Um, haven't watched it yet. I'll add it to my list. If you're spending the day alone, you just make it a day that you would totally want. That would be just perfect for you. Without feeling any stress from outside to do anything yeah. else. And if you get this in time, I know a lot of people are doing like a presents with their family, but instead of seeing them in person, they're mailing them ahead of time, doing a little Zoom call with the family, a little chat, and then they kind of open gifts that way. You mm-hmm. can also play games over Zoom. Yes. So, I mean, there's that, that other thing. Too. What's that other app? House where you can't. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And there's actually built-in games there. So you can have a really good time doing that to kill some time yeah. with the family. Some of us are probably happy that we don't have to go see family because it can be very stressful, especially if like your partner's family is really into Christmas and you're into Christmas and you have to figure out where to go. Maybe your parents are separated. So now it's mm-hmm. like two extra places for you to go. And if you do have a partner, 
who knows if they have one or two places. It's just, it's two days. And we tend to try and feel like we have to see everybody in two days. So that not being on our plate this year, it might be less stressful for some people, but then you miss it, right? It's going to be interesting to see if people actually did miss it. You know, I think you're building up to it. And then, but it might actually be really peaceful and really calm and just the way you like it. Like, you know, Paul and I have been talking about totally switching up our Christmas because it gets very stressful and we don't ever have our just unique family moments because we're always running back and forth. And so this year might be the year for us to be able to find like a middle ground or like a peaceful way to do it. Yeah, you might be surprised. I know for me, even when I moved out of my mother's house, which was like, 16, 17 years ago, every Christmas Eve, I slept at my mom's house. It was just the thing I did. I honestly did it until I was like 30 years old. I'm 33. So I've only had about two Christmases where I didn't wake up at my mom's house. And I was devastated the first year where it was like, nope, I'm going to wake up in my own home, just me and my Mm -hmm. husband. And it was actually such a relaxing morning. Like it was a nice day. I woke up late. I didn't have to get up at six with the kids. It was actually as much as I missed my family and I did have a little cry. I was like, you know what? I could actually get used to this. So like my whole Christmas plan switched up two or three years ago, just based on the kids getting older. You know, my dad had a girlfriend at the time. So it was like everything kind of got mixed up, Mm -hmm. but in a good way. So who knows? You might actually like enjoy just the one-on-one time with the kids and your spouse or yourself. I think it's a good time. I think this year has really been like a reflection of like, what do we actually want in our lives? What do we want to add to our lives? What can we get rid of from our lives that we were doing before? And so this might be a good time to reflect on what do you want to do over the holidays? Like, what is it that you actually want to do? Not what you feel pressured to have to do for other people. And Maybe you don't need to fit in a hundred different visits all over the place. Maybe you can do those through Zoom calls. Maybe you can send Christmas cards. Maybe you can have a phone call instead of doing those things. And that can be just as meaningful. Yeah. I know even for myself this Christmas, I'm just, I haven't done much because I normally put out all the ornaments and Mm -hmm. the decorations and I do it because people are coming over. I'm hosting events. This year, I think I have two poinsettias I bought at Walmart just because I felt like everyone should have one at Christmas time. And I bought a four foot tree and I threw it up with some like cheap ornaments. I didn't even pull my stuff out this year. I was like, you know what? I love the tree. I love the lights. I don't need an eight foot tree that takes me, you know, two, three hours to set up an hour to decorate and then a whole freaking day to put it away. I was like, I'm just going to get a tiny little tree and just like do my thing. So for me, yeah, like Miss Christmas, which is normally me. Yeah, I'm just chilling this year. I'm like one of the reindeer. I'm just waiting to be told what to do. <laughs> <laughs> and I like think something. Yeah. Pardon? No, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say okay. even in terms of like gift giving, people aren't like mm-hmm. wanting to go to shopping malls and stores and wait in lines and everything on the internet is like backordered times 100. So it's just nice to not have the pressure. Like we're going to do a little secret Santa. I've been begging for one for years and finally we're going to do it. And it's great. I had to buy for one person. It's amazing. 
yeah, simplify your Christmas this year or your Hanukkah or whatever you celebrate. We celebrate Christmas, so we're referencing Christmas, but it really could be any holiday. It could be any holiday. And I think another thing that I've been working with my clients with is like creating that safety bubble. I know you and I have talked about this before, but if you are feeling really stressed and you are feeling overwhelmed and you're feeling like so many other people's energy on you and so many other people's needs is like creating this really, I call it an energy bubble or a safety bubble where you just surround yourself, like close your eyes and imagine like a light around you, whatever color comes to your mind and allow then creating like an iridescent bubble around that so that all this stuff doesn't bounce into you so that you can stay happy in your little bubble People think it's crazy when I talk about it at first, but then when they start using it, they're like, wow, it's like amazing. And so it's something I've done for a couple of years to go into family situations because it's not always my favorite. (laughs) So this really allows me to feel happy or safe or at least be in my own little world while everybody else around me is being, you know, negative or bitching at each other or arguing or you know, just not feeling like you're part of something. It just allows you to have your own safety space. So that's something you can use when you're like, "Mm, I actually don't think I'm going to come see you this year, or this is what I'm going to do this year. So if you want to know more about that, ask. I can do like a little thing that I can walk people through, but create the safety bubble around yourself. Yeah, Yeah, I know for myself, I wish I had your little bubble for years because it was like you'd wake up Christmas Eve morning or Christmas morning after having like a Christmas Eve dinner, rush, rush, rush presents. So when you have divided families, you have to see both your parents. Yeah. Everybody seems to fight over Christmas. It's like your dad will see you like every other weekend for six hours for the whole year, but God forbid they miss Christmas day. Love you, dad. No shame to you. I'm just generalizing. Um, It makes it really difficult because then it's like, you have to please your mother and you have to please your father, but then you have grandparents and you have aunts and you have uncles. And it's like, you'll go to these places and they'll talk poorly about your parents or the other family, or why do we always get you just for Christmas day dinner? Why don't we ever get to see you Christmas morning? Why does your dad only get Christmas Eve now? Like there's always these little, yes family dramas and they're not necessarily all because of separations but god does that give you a nightmare headache by the time I can't like I think it was like eight Christmases in a row Christmas day like by the end of the day I just cry eat my dessert go home (laughs) which is awful it doesn't feel good right it's supposed to be about spending time together and being with family and then there's all these extra dramas and pieces that are put in there it just makes it awful Last year was the worst Christmases, and I literally was like, I am not coming back. I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah, no, eventually, I just kind of put my foot down, and I was like, listen, this is what works for me. If it doesn't work for you, I don't know what to tell you. Figure something else out. And so setting clear boundaries about what you want for Christmas or holidays and what that entails. And I think this year is a perfect way for us to really establish, like, what is it that we want And what can we do going forward? It might seem like a really shitty situation right now, but I think when people come out of it on the other side, they're going to be like, hey, I actually got to decide what I wanted this year. Well, yeah. And if you suck at boundaries, you have the perfect excuse to create them. Exactly. Yes. Because so many people are awful at setting boundaries. And so this is, you know, 
government saying you can't do this, which I'm not, you know, we went into a rant about that last week. We'll not go there again this week, but, you know, really decide what's important for you. Yeah. And if you want to use the rules as an excuse to set a boundary, do it. Yeah. Like Christmas should be more about just like chilling, like enjoying Christmassy things, like bake cookies. If you're by yourself, just mm-hmm. bake some cookies, make a gingerbread house. I don't know. Favorite food. Yes. Like who says you have to eat like turkey on Christmas? Go have some like Indian food or make uh, yourself a nice salad or I don't know. Whatever it is that you love so much that just feels so like pleasurable to eat. Do yeah. It. If you want to eat Mr. Noodles, eat Mr. Noodles. Like nobody's <laughs> going to judge you. Do whatever you want that makes you feel good. Make it your special day. Yes. And honestly, Kate does this breathwork stuff too. So if you find yourself being really overwhelmed, you can look into breathwork. You can DM us and Kate can send you some examples. But even just taking a moment just to kind of collect your thoughts, breathe, relax. It's not the end of the world. It'll all kind of figure itself out as it goes. And worst case scenario, like we said, you stay home and just have like a, a me day. Do your own thing. I'm actually putting out next week a breath work for love and safety. So if anybody wants that, just put a message down below and I can send that out to you too. It's part of my okay. part of my monthly breath works that are going to start going out. It's my new thing. It really helps in all areas, whether it's like safety, self-love, protection, or you just you're ready to like kill somebody and you just need a moment to kind of Absolutely. come back to. Yeah. You use it for everything. And we know some people, you have to send your kids away on Christmas. And I'm sure that really sucks, especially for, I feel like it's harder for moms. I don't want to judge. It could be just as hard for dads. But I feel like when you are used to having your whole family together every Christmas, especially Christmas morning, Christmas Eve, you know, you want to put out the cookies, the little snacks for the reindeers. I feel like it's really hard for parents who are split because they can't have both Christmas Eve and Christmas morning most of the time or it switches every year. And as a child, you might prefer one place over the other. So that can be really difficult, but I think it's just remembering that like Christmas Eve and Christmas day are just days. Like they're dates on calendar. So it's however you make it special. Kids aren't going to remember, you know, kids don't remember the things we think they're going to remember. They remember how they felt. They remember like the activities they did. I can't tell you what I got for Christmas when I was 12 years old. I can't yeah. tell you who put me to bed. I can't tell you any of that stuff, but I can tell you that I saw my family and we normally go to my granny's house and we have progies. That's like one of my best memories of Christmas. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to like take your ego out of it, especially if you're a parent of a child that you're upset you're not spending Christmas with. Well, and I can say as a parent who has had to, because I, so I have two daughters for anybody who's listening who doesn't know me. One of my oldest daughter is with my ex-husband and then I have a younger daughter with my husband, but having to split Christmases with my oldest daughter was really, it is, it's hard. And I can also see it from the mom and dad side because my husband has two children that he also had to share. And it was so hard for him to also pack them up Christmas morning and take them off to their moms and knowing the things that he's, they're going to miss. And also me packing like my daughter up or like her having 
her going away for Christmas afternoon. We never had Christmas dinner with her. But knowing that it is, it's the memories and they don't remember necessarily times or they don't remember necessarily things that they got. But when you talk to her now, like you said, you remember Kroge's with your family, right? And she remembers certain things like playing games. She couldn't tell you necessarily what day it was that we played games. She just remembers the feelings and the emotions that went with it. And so if you are a parent who has to send your child off, especially right now in the pandemic and not being able to be with your parent or your children, just remember it's like those moments and those memories that you create with them. It's not the gifts that you give them. It could be on Boxing Day that you get to spend it with them, but it's the memories that you guys create together that they remember. And you also have to remember to pick your battles and not fight in front of your children because I love my parents very dearly, but I do remember battles over Christmas because I'm the oldest. I don't think the other kids knew anything of it, but I kind of somehow became in charge of managing the children over Christmas and shipping them from here and there and communicating between my parents. And it was a nightmare, absolute nightmare. Cause I feel for both of them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I wish I could be with both of you. Like my friend the other day was complaining because last year his wife got the kids on Christmas Eve to Christmas morning. And this year's supposed to be his year and da, 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 da. And I was like, yo, is it really worth the battle? Like, I understand you're mm-hmm. entitled but is it really worth the battle? Like, especially this year, like just look at it in terms of you can give them the best day ever, or you can fight up until Christmas and make it a nightmare for them. They may not understand exactly what's going on, but they know they're being fought over for Christmas and you're actually ruining Christmas for your kids. Like deal with that shit in July for next December. Don't start the battle in December. Like it just, it blows my mind. Because the kids pick up on everything too, right? They can feel the tension, whether they hear the words or not. They can feel the tension between you and your ex-partner. They can feel the tension or between the families. So for sure, deal with the shit in July. Yeah, like, like why wait till December? Yeah, like, like clean your hair out. Yeah. Like, and make it with the kids. It's not about you. It's not about what you get out of it. It's like what your kids will get out of it. And as soon as you start thinking of it from that perspective... And not judging your partner, just really focusing on the things you do with your children. Because I'm sure there's shit that your partner, ex-partner does that you're like, what the? But leaving that out of the scenario completely and just being like, okay, this is how I make Christmas special. This is how I spend time with my children. Yeah, like my sister-in-law, we get her every Christmas. I say we get her. We get her every Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, but it's because her family tradition is Boxing Day. And I feel like that comes from the fact that she's got a blended family. Like she has sisters who are half sisters, stepsisters. So they just do it all on boxing day. That way everybody can kind of see who they want to see. There's Mm -hmm. no stress. It's like a chill day. I think when you were saying it earlier too, like that two years ago, yours changed because your dad had a girlfriend and then this and like things changed. And it's funny how when you think about it that way, you think they fought over this for fucking 30 years to have it this way. And then, you know, they get a new partner and things change. Yeah. Like there's got to be flexibility on everybody's part. Like, Hey, what day works for everybody? So we can have the most quality time together. Cause that's what it's supposed well, to be. Well, yeah. Maybe try and put yourself in your partner's shoes. Like as much as you may not like them and you may not fit in their shoes, you can try them on. Yep. Absolutely. Because one day you're, you might meet somebody who's your partner, who you love and they have small children and your children are grown. 
so that your partner is going to want you there with them, maybe Christmas morning, Christmas day. So things might change. So don't be so set in stone about your days and what you deserve because what you think you deserve might change. And it changes, it continuously fluctuates. One way to look at this, and I think this is a hard concept for people to think about, but is looking at it as if you're a witness to what's going on. Because when you witness something, as if you're imagining yourself and your ex-partner having these conversations. And as the witness, what are you seeing these people do? Or what are you seeing this family do? You're able to have a real an outsider's almost fly on the wall view, which will allow you to really have empathy for the entire situation, your side, the ex-partner side, the family side, whatever it may be, just to give you clarity. For sure. Uh, Sorry, I rant when it comes to the family stuff because, oh man, my parents loved to fight over holidays. Only Christmas though. Everything else was like, man, whatever, your mom can have you, your mom can have you, but not Christmas. So it was just difficult. Another thing for Christmas too is like gift giving. A lot of people haven't been making the same amount of money this year. Some people have been thriving, but a lot of people don't have the same funds they normally would due to COVID, due to job cuts, losses, things like that. I saw on Facebook the other day, someone was like, how do I make all my kids gifts fair? Fair. I've never once as a child or an adult looked at gifts and been like, oh, mine wasn't fair. My family is so much about the fairness. My mom will be like, you each get this much money and that's how much money you spend on you. Like, and it's going to pan out. But then what she does is she lays it all out and it doesn't look like one person got the same amount. But then somebody else gets an extra gift. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look fair. Yeah. Cause I remember like a couple of years ago, my brother wanted some stupid expensive scarf, like dumb expensive and I think it's stupid because what do you lose the most in life your mitts your debit card and your scarf so right doesn't lose a scarf I lose a scarf every year and so we had this one little box and my mom kept going how do I just give him one box I'm like I don't know it's what he asked for he's happy with his one box what he wants like go buy him a couple packages of gum and wrap it up put it on top I don't know what to tell you but honestly, at the end of the day, your kids aren't going to remember gifts. Get them a couple things off their list if you can afford it. You know, if the kids next door got more stuff, just say, well, you know, their parents probably have more money. Santa only brings these gifts. Yeah. Their parents lie to them. That's what I would tell my kids. <laughs> I'm not sure that you should say that. <laughs> oh, I totally would. But I, that's why I'm not a parent. <laughs> I think that it's fair to be honest. Like, you know you know, this is what Santa brought because this is what you asked for. But also like different families have different ways that they celebrate. And this family celebrates by having more gifts and we celebrate by spending more time, right? Like you can turn it into something where you're also, the only reason I'm saying this is because I think about my family when I was growing up and how my parents would be very specific, but they were always also very conscious of money, but they would make us know how conscious they were of money. So then I grew up having this weird thing. You can't spend money, right? Like if you spend money, you're guilty. Like you have to feel guilty about spending money. And so I think that's where my thing comes from. Like if I, I don't want to compare anybody's families monetarily, but just like, you know, flip it into, we could spend more time together. We do this. We, there are different things we find more important. Cause my thing was, my family was always, always about money and like, Oh, must be nice for the rich people to do this. Right. So I hate. Yeah. 
You see, my family, my mom would just go into debt every year, like the years she couldn't afford it. She didn't care. It was like, we had to have, we had to have, we had to have. It was like keeping up with the neighbors kind of thing. Yeah. And honestly, I'm not saying that we, we had a lot of everything and I'm sure they went into debt, too. but there was always that underlying, like, whoa, we got this for you. And like, we had to go into debt for it. Like, there's always that grossness about it. The pressure on it. Yeah. Yeah, I think you just have to kind of like try and look inside your own home. And if your kids are like, well, so-and-so got this, it's like, well, that's great. Like, yeah. it's hard. I don't know as a parent, like how I would be able to like deal with that. I think, but I think that's where like big lessons come in too, right? Like the comparison game, like who are we going to compare ourselves to except ourselves? Like we don't need to live at the Joneses and be like, hey, they got a new car. They got this, they got this. Like, let's keep. What do you have that's amazing? Like, and really starting gratitude from that place and getting rid of the comparison game. It's mm-hmm. easier to do it at a younger age than when you grow up and you're all of a sudden like, fuck, why am I comparing myself to every single person on my street or every person I know? Or why am I never good enough? True. And just because you don't can't give enough or get enough doesn't mean you're not good enough. I know some people I used to like when we were younger, they'd be lucky to get one gift. Right. But they were probably happy about it. They probably loved that gift so much and had so much gratitude for it. Yeah. I think you can also like, I think too, a lot of times the parents now who overcompensate at Christmas, they Mm -hmm. probably felt like they were missing something at their own Christmas. Cause I feel like there's an age where you obviously know, you know, that Santa Claus only comes for the little kids (laughs) and you start to realize like, oh, like I don't get as much as everybody else or my parents didn't make Christmas as special because not everybody cares about the holidays and Christmas and making it special for the kids. So yeah. they kind of overcompensate later with their own children. And so like, you, I you do? I, oh, I totally do. But that came from getting divorced and having a small child who knowing then my ex-husband could give two shits about Christmas or making it special. And so I totally overcompensated. But now I started that when she was three and a half. And I still, at 22 years old, overcompensate the fuck out of Christmas. But then you have to carry it on to, okay, so now I have Scarlett, who's eight, and I overcompensate for her because you can't just overcompensate for one. And then, you know, when Paul's kids were here, I would overcompensate for all that too. It turns into this crazy mess of overcompensating because you feel guilty that they aren't going to get it somewhere else or because you didn't get it from when you were younger. And that's not healthy either. I'm totally owning that one. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I'm telling you, if I had kids, I'd probably spoil the hell out of them too, just because I wouldn't want them to feel less than. But at the same time, we also need to teach them values of Mm -hmm. gift giving and how it's like nicer to sometimes give than receive little things like that. So we're just kind of ranting about this at this point because there is no right or wrong way to do your holiday. It's kind of whatever works for you. If you are running into some of these, I don't want to call them problems, but you're aware of some of these things, maybe try scaling back or instead of, you know, you can still spoil the heck out of your kids, but make sure you do something where you give back also just so there's a bit of a balance. Yes. I did start doing that last year too. So I was like, oh gosh, what have I created? This is insane. And so we will go and pick up toys that we donate to the Christmas Tree of Hope or we adopt a family. 
so that there's that giving sense that's coming from the kids too, so that they understand the importance of giving back and not just getting. And quite honestly, my youngest, she asked for all these things, but they sit in packages and never get opened. She could care less about stuff. Like for her, it actually is the activities or the time spent with her. I bet you I could walk into her room and she'd have bags of toys from her birthday and Christmas of last year that are literally unopened. It's They do. They just care about the time. Yeah, no, for sure. I would totally agree with that. I know I'm 33 years old and my mom still feels like she has to buy for me the same amount as she buys for the 12 year old. Mm-hmm. And every year I'm like, I don't want anything. Yeah, I literally want nothing. Why are you sure you don't want anything? Like I'll get like 50 calls. And then I'm like, okay, you know what? Fine. Buy me a pair of yoga pants. Yeah. You know, or I'll be like, just get me a gift card. Oh, but you need something to open. I'm like, I do though. Do I? Like, I really don't. So I'm finally not. we're doing secret Santa. She's still buying for all of us yet. She's in the secret Santa. <laughs> I don't understand. She found a way to like get around it. Um, And, you know, I obviously we're all going to buy for like the 12 year old. He's 12. He made it very well known that he deserves gifts from all of us. So also be aware that your gift giving styles and habits will carry on. That's right. And they'll start to be expected rather than appreciated. And I'm not saying they don't appreciate them, but when your child expects a certain amount of something, one day you may not be there to give it to them. Or one day they may not be able to give it to their kids and you kind of create future monsters. I think it's the same thing from the beginning of when we were talking about family. All, everything we're dealing with over the holidays is expectations in some way. Something that's Mm -hmm. happened and this either tradition or expectation got made or established that you can't go against because if you break it down, the, the fallout from it is huge. And it comes down, it's the gift giving. It's the time you spend your Christmas or holidays. It's the time that you choose to spend with each family or it's just all about expectations. So make your own expectations. It's kind of my thing for this year. Especially this year. Yeah. Yeah, Well, COVID gives you the opportunity to literally reset everything. Yeah. And kind of rebalance your holidays. I think that if you go back and you look at everything we've talked about, through this whole episode, it really comes back to expectations and what your families expect of you, uh, traditions expect of you, gift giving expectations. And so this year is a perfect year to like hit reset and be like, nope, this is how I want to do it now. I would totally agree. Keep a little journal, write down Mm -hmm. how you felt, the different emotions you have over the holidays. So that way next year, if we're all vaccinated, haha and COVID is gone and we can hang out you can kind of go back and remember the good parts of slowing down over the holiday season I think that's a great idea that journal reflecting how did you feel how did your body feel because I don't know about you guys but after Christmas I'm exhausted and feel like there's nothing left of me to give so am I going to feel better this year that I don't have as many things I have to do or as many places to go Mine will be different too, though, because last year was my last last year full-time massaging, which is crazy at this time of year, which Steph is still experiencing. And this year is my first year not doing that. And so I actually want to die this year. I've never had a busier December ever. So a lot of less massage therapists working. Less massage therapists, 
we were off work for three to four months. Yep. And it's stressful as fuck this time of year. And everybody wants a massage. Yep. Yeah, it's tightened. Oh, yeah. I'm off most of January. I am playing around after this month. <laughs> well, and you just have to make a commitment to yourself that this is your last year doing crazy stuff like this. Like I did the last 12. <laughs> Same thing. COVID fixed that for me. This was actually supposed to be my last year being crazy. And COVID was like, no, you're just going to quit now. Hey, it was good. You're doing some great work out there. So okay, well, that's a little bit about Christmas stress. I know we went on some tangents and some rants. Create some bubbles. Tell us how you deal with your stress over the holidays. What are some good ways for you to do whatever you need to do? Yeah. Other than drinking wine and hot baths, because we know all about that. Yeah, that's very true. So what would you do if you were alone on the holidays? What would be your ultimate day? I think we should have a contest for this. Yes. Write in and tell us about your ultimate day. And we will put everybody's names into a basket and we will pull a prize. We don't know what the prize is because I totally just made up the contest right now. Sorry about that stuff. Um, well, maybe we can try and like gear the prize and customize it to the ultimate Christmas day. Yes. Yes. Let's do that. I love it. Okay. It's our new contest. All right. Ultimate Christmas day contest. Woo-hoo. Make sure you enter. Yes. So we'll, we'll post about that in our Patreon in our Facebook, on our Instagram, and let us know once you've listened to the episode, what it is that you is your ultimate day. So the contest will be must have listened to episode check and what your ultimate day is and share it with a friend. Yes. Just one. I mean, you can share it with as many as you want, but share with one friend so that they can also enter to win. I'm excited. I can't wait to see what we give away. Yeah. It'll be really exciting. Okay. We hope that you're caught up on your shopping, eating some delicious baked goods, drinking some mimosas, maybe some nice fresh coffee. Who knows? Just yeah. enjoy the little things over the holiday. I think the one thing that we should have said too is that even starting right now, your self-care routines are going to be so, so important to be able to cope with what's coming and handle the holidays. So start your self-care now, right now, right this second. Yep. Lots of breath work, lots of journaling, lots of meditation, workout, whatever makes you feel good. Get those endorphins going. Yes. Make sure that you have pleasure filled days. Amen to that sister. (laughs) All right, right. we're going to wrap it up like a Christmas present and we will see y'all next week. Bye everybody.